Hi there, folks. Welcome to the program. This, of course, is Stinchfield, the podcast brought to you by Midas Gold Group, MidasGoldGroup.com. Now is the time to put your money into precious metals. If there ever was a time, this is it with all the chaos and uncertainty we are seeing in the world. MidasGoldGroup.com, MidasGoldGroup.com. We're so grateful for their sponsorship of this program. Uh, This podcast, I want to talk about a very sensitive subject. You remember the school shooter, Ethan Crumley? He gets life in uh, prison with no possibility of parole. He was a 15-year-old when he went into that Michigan school and killed four people. Well, his mother was just sentenced to four counts of involuntary manslaughter. But Ethan Crumley was tried as an adult. The mom was tried as a mom not protecting her child and keeping her child out of trouble. How do you charge her for that if Ethan Crumbly was supposedly an adult and responsible for his own actions? This is a dilemma. Certainly she needs to pay because parents need to take accountability in what their kids are doing, but it is a difficult subject. Does she deserve 60 years in prison? We'll talk about the Ethan Crumbly case uh, on Stinchfield, the podcast. Let's uh, let's get the show started right now, folks. Uncensored and unapologetic. This is Stenchfield. Here's your host, Grant Stenchfield. Um, do you remember the case of Ethan Crumbly? Ethan Crumbly was this Michigan kid who went into Oxford High School and went on a rampage with his pistol that his parents had bought him. Now, his mother on Tuesday was just convicted of four counts of involuntary manslaughter in connection with this mass shooting that her son executed back in 2021. Now, I'm looking at this and I'm saying to myself, look, parents have to have some sense of responsibility. You've got to know what your kid is up to. You've got to know whether or not your kid is capable of this. But the bottom line is, at at some point, you can't always know. Now, they bought him this firearm. And under much criticism that he had written crazy things in his journal, but his parents claimed they weren't reading his journal. I'll ask you, parents out there, do you read your kids' diaries? It's a tremendous invasion of privacy. But let's face it, when you're under 18 years old and you're living in my house, you don't get privacy. Now, my kid doesn't have a diary, at least not one that I know of. If he did, would I read it? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, There were all kinds of horrible things in here. But on the other side of it is his teacher, the assistant principal, even the superintendent all knew this, this shooter. And were shocked by his actions. They said they never thought in a million years that he would do this. Now, here's what's interesting. They tried Ethan Crumbly as an adult. Okay? And he gets convicted and tried as an adult. Yet, they try Ethan's parents as not looking out after their children and being responsible for what their children does. So which is it? Is he an adult or is he a child? How do you have both? So I know this is a crazy case to say, I don't know if this woman should be convicted and face 60 years in prison when I'm not sure there's much she could have done. Now, if you remember this story, 
He had had some disciplinary problems the day of the shooting. The parents get called in. They let him go back to class instead of taking him out of class. Now, what would you do as a parent if the teacher, the principal, administration is saying, we want to let him go back to class? I think as a parent, I would say, okay, kid, go back to class. Well, what they did at trial for this woman is brought up her extramarital affair. They talked about her equestrian hobbies, which she was very involved in in horses. And they painted her out to be a a sex-crazed woman focused in on her equestrian hobby that was paying no attention to her child. Even if you take all of that into account, she may have been a flawed parent, but does she deserve 60 years? And if you believe that Ethan Crumbly was an adult, then how do you try them as not looking out after their children? So the testimony at trial made it, this is a quote from Reason.com. The testimony at trial made it far from clear that her son's murderous streak was predictable, much less that she willfully disregarded it and could have prevented it via ordinary care, the standard from the Michigan statute. The state said that Ethan told his mom via text that their house may be haunted. Now, anybody that's got a teenager could know that some teen could come up with this crazy concoction that they think the house is haunted. It doesn't mean you're going to go on a school rampage. She testified that she thought he was joking. More damning, this is about the journal entry that I told you about, was a journal entry furnished by prosecutors where Ethan drew pictures of guns and wrote, my parents won't listen to me or help or a therapist. Um, She countered in court under testimony that she had never heard of this journal. She was never asked for help from this guy. And uh, again, I'll go back to the fact that she was not the only one totally caught off guard by Ethan Crumbly's crazed maniac tendencies. Look, he's a deranged lunatic. He went in and shot shot up the school and, and kids all these kids with this 9mm Sig Sauer that the parents bought them. James Crumbly, the dad, is the one that bought this gun. He purchased it a day after Thanksgiving as a, as a Christmas present. Now, the other part of the story that isn't told is that this family would go to the range as a family unit and shoot a lot. Now, if I had a firearm and gave, now my son is 14, he comes to the range with me on occasion. There is no way in hell my son is keeping that gun in his room. That gun is going to be locked in my gun safe. My son does not have access to that gun safe. He is not having access to any firearms whatsoever. No way, shape, or form. So uh, this this goes on to say that, that Michigan has a child access prevention law uh, authorizing criminal charges against adults who intentionally or carelessly give minors unsupervised access to guns. Um, now, the state has since this crime enacted a secure storage law pertaining to safely securing firearms. It was not on the books at the times of, of the murders. They claim they didn't give him the gun, that it was safe. Still, Ethan managed 
to get access to it, which I believe the standard for gun ownership for parents should be this. That gun, no matter how you do it, has to be kept safe from unauthorized users. An unauthorized user could be a, 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 a cleaning lady. An unauthorized user could be a repairman. An unauthorized user could be your grandkid, your son, whoever. If keeping it away from an unauthorized user means hiding it and there's no way they're going to find it, fine. If keeping it from an unauthorized user means locking it in your bedroom and your bedroom door is locked all the time, fine. But telling someone to lock it up in a in a secure gun safe with unloaded and magazines unlocked, which many of these laws entail, is crazy. The bottom line is this woman now faces 60 years. Is she really responsible for this? Or has she suffered enough? Does it do society any good to be put away for 60 years? It's just a little bit of a different take on a tragic story that in the end probably could have been prevented like they always can. All right, 855-785-8255, 855-785-8255. That is the number to weigh in on the program. Folks, let me tell you about my friends over at Midas Gold Group. MidasGoldGroup.com is where I want you to go. And the reason I want you to go there is we are living in a time of absolute chaos right now. When you think about what you do to protect yourself from chaos, you got to do this. You got to put your money into gold and precious metals. Here's why I say you do it. Gold has stood the test of time as a commodity that will protect your portfolio. How much is right for you? I'm not sure. You got to talk to the guys over at Midas Gold Group about it. They're veteran owned. They're super nice. Reviews are through the roof. Everybody that listens to this program, watches me, that has used Midas Gold Group, all tell me great things about these guys. And I can tell you, I've been using them now for years as well. MidasGoldGroup.com. That's the website, MidasGoldGroup.com, 805-601-6000, 805-601-6000, MidasGoldGroup.com. And Grant Stinchfield. All right, folks, we are talking about this story about Ethan Crumbly. This, at the time, 15-year-old who, who went into a Michigan high school and killed four of his classmates. On the day that he was called in because a teacher had discovered a picture uh, that he had that he had drawn that basically said something like "kill them all" and it was a kid with a gun. He told everybody he was just de- deriving and and uh, co- coming up with a video game is what he told people. The school allowed him to go back to class. The parents allowed him to go back to class. Lo and behold, he had a gun that was given to him by his parents as a Christmas present. Now. I want to make something clear here. Michigan at the time did not have child access laws on the books. It's common sense, though. I'm not sure you need laws like this. It's common sense. You cannot let kids have access to guns. They failed on that front, but there were no laws on the books barring that. And maybe very contradictory to the entire prosecution of this is that the state was charging Ethan Crumbly as an adult, which he later was convicted, got life in prison without the possibility of parole. Good. At 15 years old, you're old enough to know he should be tried as an adult. But if you try him as an adult, how do you try the parents for not 
protecting their child enough for failing in child care if he's an adult. Well, the state got it both ways. They convicted Jennifer Crumbly. Her sentencing uh, will be next week, I believe. What do you think about this case? Does she deserve to go to jail for 60 years? That's what she faces. Four counts of involuntary manslaughter in this. And the laws were not on the books, but they made a compelling case to the jury. I'm not sure what good it does for society. Clearly, a tragic, tragic mistake to buy this kid a gun. But again, all the signs were, from the superintendent to the administrator to the teacher, says that he was not a violent kid. Nobody thought he was violent. But this proves you never, ever know. Let's go to Mark in Thousand Oaks. Thanks for calling in to Stinchfield. Oh, hold on, Mark. I'm on the wrong. There you go, Mark. Hey, Grant. Good morning. Uh, first of all, I'm a big 2A guy, um, and I'm a parent. So uh, I would never get my my completely normal son when he was 15. I would never get him a handgun and go, here you go. Just do it this, you know, do it what you want. Just uh, keep it under your bed or whatever. I'm not doing any of that. Can you imagine? I, I mean, I'm with right. you. You know me. I used to work for the NRA. I'm a huge gun safety guy. I don't mind sure. you buying your child a gun, providing it's kept with mom and dad's firearms in the safe where they have no access, and you use it when we all go together to the range. Absolutely. I would also never buy my 15-year-old a 5,000-pound truck, which could be used as a deadly weapon. Uh, all that being said, we got to remember uh, a couple things. One is that uh, Adam Lanza, the, the kid that shot up uh, Sandy Hook, his mom bought him an AR-15 and thought it was a great idea to connect with him and go to the range and all this. So there's a dis- distinct parallel here. The other thing uh, that you may uh, think you got wrong, she's not up for 60 years. She's up for 15 years, and those are four independent charges that may be served concurrently, not consecutively. Well, that has not been decided yet. So she has not been sentenced. So that's where you get the 60 years from. Four charges, 15 years each, and it has not been decided yet whether that would be served concurrently or not. So so yeah. uh, she has not been sentenced as of yet. Only Short con- story, I'm, I'm okay with her being charged as an accessory to a crime. I don't, I'm not a legal uh, mind to, to know whether it should be involuntary manslaughter, but I, I think it's okay to, uh, to hold a parent of, of a minor responsible for this. And I, I'm a big, like I said, a big QA guy. Uh, I'm not a big fan of big government, you know, uh, coming down on people, uh, especially when she didn't commit the crime, but she definitely has some responsibility as a parent of a minor child. So yeah, she say, sure thanks, does. But- the, 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 and, and I'm not disagreeing with you. What I am doing are just raising questions because it's a fascinating case from a legal perspective. You don't have laws on the books to charge her with here. And yet she is charged under the laws of involuntary manslaughter for not looking out over her child. When her child was then charged as an adult, there's some legal hurdles the state has to go through. Certainly she needs to be held accountable. Certainly the dad needs to be held accountable. You have four dead kids because you were inept as a parent and you didn't see it coming, whether the signs were there or not. Maybe that payment needs to come in a civil trial. You know, Sometimes we throw people in jail. I don't know if it does society or them any good. It is punishment, but I don't know if it if it if she needs to go to jail for 60 years. What I'd rather have happen is wipe her out financially. Let the insurance companies come in and pay these families as much money as possible. I'm not sure the families get anything out of the parent going to prison. They certainly get something out of the shooter going to prison, which he deserves to go away for life, which is exactly 
what he got. Dick in Long Beach, uh, it says here you've got some information on this case, Dick. Hello? Yes, Dick, go ahead. This is Dale from Long Beach. Oh, sorry, Dale. Proud. Sorry about yeah. that. Yeah. Hey, Grant, um, how could you be a father and show up at that school? They want him out of that school. They want the parents that are there. They want him to go to the psychiatric, get the psychiatric help. That day, the parents refused to take him out. They said they had to go back to work. I mean, how could you not go and search his backpack? If I was his father, as soon as I showed up at that school, they showed me that picture. They had concerns. They wanted me to go see a psychiatrist. I know he probably could have access to a gun. I'd walk right into his classroom and grab his backpack and search it right on his rod. So, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what, Dale, you're you're a hundred percent correct. I almost wonder why the school didn't search the backpack with everything yeah, that we see today too. in society with all the signs and warning signs and someone writes a note or draws a picture, why the school wouldn't have searched it. Now you, you were saying they wanted to get him psychological help. Everything I'm reading on this case was that the teachers were shocked by this. The principal was shocked by this. Nobody thought he was capable of this, that there really wasn't a warning. This was the first time that this had happened with this with this one picture. So the, the, I've been following this case, too. And on the radio, they announced that the parents were called to the school that day and wanted them, them to take him to get psychological help. That day, there was places that he, they could go that day to get help, but they refused to take him out of school and said they had to go back to work. All right, so so the, the way I heard it at trial is that, yes, the parents were called in that day. Yes, you're right. Nobody searched the backpack, which is negligence uh, to the, I think that's criminal negligence not to search the backpack. Uh, but... The kid wanted to go back into class, and the school agreed to allow to send him back to class. The parents agreed to send him back to class because the kid's saying, hey, I'm doing a video game. He gave all the excuses your kid would do, and if there were no signs, and apparently there were really no signs of this other than the diary that everyone claims they never read. Horrible, horrible story. Dale, I appreciate you uh, you calling in and, and weighing in on this. It's a horrible story no matter how you slice it. It's a brutal story, and it should be a reminder. And the reason I talk about this is because it's got to be a reminder to every parent out there that you may think your kid is good. You may think your kid is, is perfect, but you never fully know. You are not in the mind of a 14, 15, 16-year-old kid. Their minds are not fully developed. You've got to be up in their grill searching backpacks. This is my kid's school. They have clear backpacks. To school, he goes to an inner city school. Uh, you had a clear backpack at this school in Michigan. This never would have happened. Somebody would have seen the gun, right? I don't know. Very, very sad. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Stinchfield. Thank you so much for watching. It is great to be along with you. We will see you on the Real America's Voice Show tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Stinchfield's Army rolls. Thanks to all of you. <laughs>